Today's fourth episode of the week of the Bill Simmons podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You know what's smart? Doing an extra podcast during a crazy sports week. That's what we did. You know what else is smart? Job sites that don't overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. They find people the right skill for your job. They actively invite them to apply. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com, the world's greatest website where you can be watching videos and pieces and podcasts from Atlanta heading into the big game. We get the Ringer NFL show. We have Dual Threat with Ryan Rossillo. We have uh, a bunch of videos, including one today with Kevin Clark and Roger Sherman at an aquarium. It's cool shots of fish as they talked about football. I kind of liked it. Um, so we got that. And then we have, um, obviously the rewatchables podcast, proof of life, the most controversial pick we've ever had. We have people thanking us, um, people congratulating us, people vilifying us. That's fine. That's, uh, that's coming up. And I think we have the warriors next week. Yeah. 40 year anniversary. So that's coming. And then, uh, if you, if you missed the Porzingis emergency trade podcast, which we did Thursday, early afternoon, um, that's up. That's also on this BS feed. So there you go. Um, Cousin Sal's coming up. We're going to do our favorite props. Make a pick. A million dollar pick for the big game. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, hectic day here at the uh, at the old Ringer headquarters. It is now late afternoon, Thursday. We were supposed to put up uh, South Super Bowl props and all that stuff. We're going to do that anyway, even though we just did a Porzingis emergency trade podcast. The Cuz is on the line. How are you? I love it. I have to build. This is my favorite podcast of the year. Yeah. And then the, the next one we do is my least favorite podcast of the year, where you get to gloat about a Patriots Super Bowl victory. Oh, so. Don't jinx me. That's not fair. <laughs> Uh, you have a lot, you're from New York and you have a lot of Knicks fans, friends since in the two yeah. hours, since we changed, we, uh, we taped the Porzingis podcast, which we all agreed was a catastrophe. It came out that the Knicks get an unprotected 2021 first rounder from Dallas and then a top 10 protected in 2023, mm-hmm. which I guess is, is okay. It, the problem is that Dallas is going to have Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis they're going to be good. So it it makes it a slightly less worse deal, but it's still a terrible deal. Which What was your take? Is it worse? Is it better or worse than our fantasy football deal? <laughs> Todd Gurley for Marshawn Lynch, Sony Michelle. Oh, oh yeah, the, the deal that ripped apart our league. Right. That deal was even more defensible, I think. This one's weird because oh, wow. you're just trading – you're trading your franchise guy who the Knicks fans really love just to create cap space to hopefully sign a bunch of guys this summer. But the Knicks fans are already hip to that point and it didn't work in 2010. So it's tough. You really, I mean, you really have to think KD's coming to do this trade. You like, he basically, he had to have already, you know, picked out his Jersey and his condo and everything else already is the only way it's just, he's got it. Yeah. He's got a uh, weekly spot on, uh, Francesca's show. He's already got it filled out. Yeah, I think. I don't. Well, how about Dallas though? Both basketball and football pulling off the deals of the year. Both of them. Amari oh yeah. Cooper, and then this one. Well, and but, I almost think the the Mavs did it. I think they were in cahoots with Jerry Jones, who was a little sheepish about saying that they weren't extending Jason Garrett. So now that story goes away. That's not a front page uh, story anymore. Oh, you think he he hit them up and said, "Can you can you guys Maybe. get me off the headlines?" Yeah, maybe something like did that. Did you did you extend Jason Garrett's contract? That happened? What 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 I? What do you mean? No. Did that did that did they announce that today cuz I missed that. If they I, announced that they weren't. Oh, that they weren't. Yeah, they announced that they weren't, but you know, Jerry Jones always feels bad about it. They really didn't announce it's like rumors it was reported. I think Schefter reported it, but no one actually came out and said it, but you know, after that Pro Bowl uh, performance, what more can be said? Hmm. 
At some point, we're going to have to get rid of the Pro Bowl. I think you and Harry are the last two people on the earth who are still gambling <laughs> on it. That's it. Harry will bet it's on it. It's not fun anymore. It was good when it was like 42-37, but now when the games are like 20-13, to 13, like yeah. who cares anymore? So I went on your podcast. We talked to the trifecta. Yeah. We banged out uh, a bunch of great props that uh, you and I negged most of them. What was our favorite prop? From the trifecta, what what was the one that you loved? I the like most? these three. I like Rams to score first but lose was plus three fifty. That was the parlay kid. Oh, that was and a good. And then one. Harry Harry had will there be a two point conversion attempt? Yes, was minus one fifteen. It's already up to minus one forty five. And then brother Bry like under one and a half is yards for the shortest touchdown, but that's already up to minus two hundred. So and under then, uh, one and a half yards touchdown is already sure plus 200. Yep. I really like yeah. that one. Cause I, you don't like that one. No, I really do. But I, I don't like the minus 200. I, it I, just happens all the time. They, it just, it's, it's not a secret anymore. Can we parlay that with anything or no? I think we can find something to parlay with. And the Pats to convert a fourth down is minus 115. I, I, I like that a lot. I don't know if it's going to be Brady nose diving up the middle against Sue and, um, and Donald, but I do, I do like that. I think there's a lot of fourth and short, um, scenarios out there. I was looking at all the Pats touchdown bets and you know, the odds are really low. And especially like that, mm. that bet we were talking about on your podcast, which was you bet. If you think the team's going to win, you bet on the guy to score on the team that you think is going to win and you get better right. odds. But like James White was plus is plus two fifty for that. So you bet on James White, he's going to score and the Patriots are going to win plus two fifty. He's only scored seven times all year, you know? And that, and like Gronk was, I think plus two thirty. Gronk scored seven times all year. He hasn't scored in the playoffs. Nobody else in the Patriots has scored more than three times this year in the regular season. So wow, it, it's almost it's too bad we can't short those bets or maybe take them from dumb people at a Corolla su- Super Bowl party. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll just show up in the front. You'll get you'll just, get them coming in. I like all the James White props. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm late to the party here, but James White to make the first reception. Is plus four fifty. If they get the ball, you know how they like to settle into that offense. Hit them on some flare route or something. Yeah. James White, I said yesterday, to have the most receiving yards out of anyone, he's going to have between five and fifteen receptions. That was also like uh, that was a ten to one odds. You could do that. Hit over a hundred yards against the Falcons. The part I don't under- two weeks ago. The part I don't understand is why he didn't play more in the KC game, and it really does yeah. seem like they go running back by committee. So I don't know if yeah. that hurts our James White stats. Well, that's that is the one problem. It's a big problem because he's so schizophrenic, Belichick, with this running game and how he's going to parcel out the carries. That's why I think I kind of think like Sony Michelle under eighty and a half yards yeah. rushing is pretty good. I the it's more a big number, the more I think about this game. Sony's not a big dude. He's not. He's mm-hmm. one of those guys that. He's not trucking. He's, you know, you have the smaller running backs, but they're not trucking the linebacker and stuff like that. He pretty much goes down. Kyle, wouldn't you agree? The first guy pretty much will take him down unless he can kind of sneak by him. Yeah, every once in a while he surprises you. you Every once in a while. That was nice. But (laughs) Sue, the thought of him against Sue really worries me. If Sue, you would think (laughs) one arm, one arm. Sue, from a motivational standpoint, the knock on him is the guy's a great talent, but doesn't always bring it to the table. If there's ever a game, he's going to bring it to the table. You have that. And then you have the Aaron Donald part. And we don't have that LeGarrette Blunt guy this year, you know, and I, I, I worry that they might be able to overpower our running backs a little bit. And the flip side that the Pats have been able to block so well that mm-hmm. maybe they can figure it out. But, um, what but do you 80 think? And a half yards is it seems like a lot. 16 carries. I guess he had like tw- he had something crazy, right, against the Chiefs in the first half. What well, was it? He had twenty nine carries. carries in the first half. Yeah, twenty nine carries in that game. I don't think they're going to do that. Twenty nine overall. And yeah, you and can't it, tell with them. It was deceiving because it was twenty nine carries, and uh, I, I don't know. I felt like he left a lot of yards on the table. There were a lot of holes in that game. I would have been interested uh-huh. to see what like an awesome running back would have done in that game. I uh, yeah. I'm also intrigued by James White. We're going to get to him. I'm going to go through some props that I like, but I'm not jumping on, but I wanted to mention them and maybe you could talk me into them. All right. There won't be a defensive or special teams touchdown. Minus 250. Yeah, you like that one. You you forgot about the one against Atlanta. uh, I did. With Brady. 
that was such a flash, but um, this is. It's, I see what you're saying here. It's minus two fifty. I'm staying away only because the line's too high. But man, I just think it's really hard to get a defensive or special teams touchdown. Feel it, yeah. Maybe in the Super Bowl, things get wacky, teams get desperate, stuff like that. But that that line just jumped out of me. I like this. What one. do you think? Before you move on from that, Zerline now in a walking boot. McVeigh, I don't know if, if he's being truthful. He says he's going to be ready. Right. That prop kind of that that prop stands out a little more if he's not able to reach the end zone. There's no touchbacks, you know. And these guys are eager. These kick returners to run it out of the end zone anyway. It's a Super Bowl. Oh, that's good. You know, I like that. Seven oh. yards in, might want to figure something like that. Do you do you think there's a chance like day of the game they just scratch their line? They, do they have a backup guy or no? How do they? How does I that mean, work? They, they, I read something about like them maybe calling Carlos Santos in. I don't know. Can you sign a kicker this late in fantasy football? We don't allow it to sign anyone this late. Can they? But, um, can they sign Cody Parkey for the Bears? Is that possible? Want, right? Can they trade? Can the Bears <laughs> trade Cody Parkey to them? You do today's show that after South Korean Chargers kicker. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that maybe we should bet against what it, what's a Zerline will miss a kick bet. What are the odds on that? That's it. I'll find that, but that's um, I think that's minus two seventy five or something. I think I saw that. That he'll miss a kick, a field goal or any kick. Yeah, yeah, minus two seventy five. Yeah, I'll find it, but that's what it was in the beginning of the week. Yeah, but wouldn't he's a great kicker though? Wouldn't the shouldn't the odds be you should be. Oh, that he'll miss it. That yeah. he'll miss it. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going the other way with it. Yeah. It's like plus 220 or something. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, the guy's in a walking boot. All right, so <laughs> I think this game is going to be close, and I think you do too. Will either team score in the last three and a half minutes of the game? If the game goes to overtime, yes is the winner. So I get the mm-hmm. last three and a half minutes, and I get any overtime that happens. And... uh and the yes is minus one eighty five, which I wish it was a little lower. But I like it. I also like the last score will be a touchdown. It feels like it. It has been just with the Eagles scoring. I feel like obviously the Patriots won in overtime against the the Falcons. Just feel like someone puts it away with a big play, and that's what we watch all summer long. That big play in the fourth quarter. Well, going um, through all the Pats games, like did, did I mean? Can we say a team trends when it's been over the course of 18 years as a Super Bowl thing? I don't even know if that makes sense, but the Patriots, they play close Super Bowls and Mm -hmm. usually a team scores in the last three minutes. I think the only time it didn't happen was the Eagles game, the third Super Bowl we won. Um, But in that game, um, Philly was driving down and I don't know, it just... Even if they're up 21 points, one of the two teams, and there's three and a half minutes left, they're still going for the garbage time. I find it hard to yeah, believe that. Something. And there might be overtime. So I like that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay that with something else. Yeah, that's, that's a nice parlayable uh uh prop there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Couple others. Will the game be decided by exactly six points plus nine hundred? So here's what I get with that. It's it's reasonable the game would be decided by six points, right? 30 to 24, mm-hmm. um, 34 to 28, 27, 21. But then if I get to overtime and the first team scores, oh, I win wow. that one too. Right? Interesting. Touchdown, no extra point. I win the game. So I thought the yeah. nine to one I thought was a little tasty. I like that. I do like that. Although okay. I, I, you know, my best, I like betting. You say, I think it's going to be close. I kind of don't, I think it's going to be between seven and 12. I, I bet both teams to win between seven and 12. One's plus four seventy-five. One's plus five fifty. Uh, those cover nice numbers. That's thirty-one twenty. You know, that's yeah. the, obviously the seven's a big number. The ten's a big number. Patriots lost by eight last year. It's hard to imagine because they had the ball. But, yeah. That's you know, crazy. A chance to win uh, late, but that fell right in that range last year too. So, they don't like have an exactly number. by eight points bet. No, they don't. No. What Smart do you think enough. about total interceptions for both teams? 1.5. Brady threw two last week and really should have thrown a third if D Ford wasn't offsides. You Goff, were saying that. You said like it, if he throws, he looks like he could throw three or four. But it doesn't ever seem to drop. <clears throat> what did he have last week? Two? He had two. One bad one. Yeah. And then Goff and on Goff the other end. Who one. knows? 
Goff got it out of his system against the Saints early on. Yeah. It's almost too lucky a bet now, the way balls are tipped and everything, you know? The thing with Goff, can we all agree that he was a little deer in the headlights in the first quarter of that Saints game? I mean, it was super For loud. Sure. They fell behind. They were always playing in basically the end zone, but he certainly looked rattled. So now you get the Super Bowl. The other thing is, and this is something Brady always talks about. It took Brady a while to learn how to handle this, but the uh, the break of the halftime show where... Yeah, it's forever. Yeah, you get all hyped up for the game. You're like, yeah, you're headbutting your offensive lineman. The game starts. Like, yeah, let's go. And you play for an hour and a half. You have so much adrenaline. And then you have this 30-minute halftime. Maroon 5 sucks it out of you. <laughs> yeah, the Maroon 5 and <laughs> Travis Scott come out. And you kind of, you come down and Brady said the biggest thing he's learned over the years is how to channel his energies because it's like a mm-hmm. five hour day, basically, when you include the pregame yeah. and everything. So Goff feels like, I don't know. Do you trust Do you Goff to be Super good Bowl for five hours? Bigger, I was thinking about that. I said, maybe we're not giving Goff enough credit. That was, that's the loudest place to play right there. That's saying that you, you're not going to get any worse, more adverse conditions and being down 13, nothing. They had thrown the interception. Pretty remarkable that he came back from that. Now, I know the Saints fell apart a little and they couldn't really run the ball. Yeah. But that's as big a moment. I don't want to say as big a moment as the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is the grand stage, but I do feel like he can handle a lot, Goff, after that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if Hecker, if that fake punt doesn't work, I really do think there's a chance they lose 40 to nothing. It's weird because I feel like the right team won, but I also feel like there's a world in which that fake punt Hecker slips off his hand or the guy doesn't make the cut right. And the saints mm-hmm. have the ball now on like the, the Rams 30 and the, the game's over, you know? Yeah. It's 20, right. nothing in two minutes and that's it. We didn't, we didn't, and everybody's ripping Todd Gurley after why, why didn't you do more? He's the big go. And we talk so, about, by the way, they only scored three there. Off yeah. that fake punt. Everyone makes like they turned the game around that, you know, well, the home team should still be able to hold a double digit lead after a fake punt. Yeah, that's very true. I was thinking of it more in the context of if it doesn't work. If it hadn't worked. The yeah, Saints are at right. least up 16 nothing, And I think that would right. have been insurmountable. Yeah, the, the key drive was that last drive right before the half when mm-hmm. uh, when they just kind of uh, got their shit together. I, I think it's amazing the Saints won, and I really do feel like the Rams might have been better at the same time. We talked about this on your pod yesterday, the adjusted line for the Pats. Plus three and a half is minus 215. So you bet... Two hundred fifteen dollars to win a hundred, basically. The minus, yeah. the plus three and a half is fun because if you think the Pats are either going to win or lose by a field goal, um, you got it. I my thing is the Zerline 69 yarder at the at the buzzer doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't kill you. Feed your heart off as much if you have plus three and a half. Yeah, not to give away what I'm doing at the end of this pod, but I just <laughs> feel like if you think the Pats are going to win the line's less than three. It's really hard to guess the Super Bowl winner and not cover when the line's less by three. Like you, you would, I'm positive that's never happened in the history of the Super Bowl. Right? I don't have this number, but even when the line's more than three, I mean, the, the lesson to be learned in this in betting the Super Bowl is if you like the favorite, bet the line, bet the favorite giving the points because more often than not, way, way more often than not, they, uh, they win and they cover, um, at the same time. And obviously an underdog would, if they won, they would cover. So I want to say whoever you like to cover Pat's Panthers, Pat's didn't cover that. Right. 32, 29. I think they were favored by like four, four and a half, mm-hmm. something like that. So there's one time. I think anything, anytime they were over three, they were two and two and, and oh, and four against the spread. Whenever they were favored of more than three points. Wait, did the Eagles did the Eagles score? Because now I'm thinking I don't know if the Pats covered the Eagles game either. Didn't the Eagles score on like the eight minute, two minute drive at the end there? No, I'm telling you, yeah, because they were favorite. I don't think they like twenty four twenty one. Eagles big game, right? Yeah. yeah, but I think the Eagles scored with like with uh with like three minutes left, maybe. But my point is, when it's under three, it's re- it becomes ridiculous. Yeah, we saw it happen in the Seattle Dallas game, mm-hmm. and that had to happen because the fat kicker got hurt, and they had to go for two the whole right. time, and that's the only reason 
Dallas won, but only won by two points. Um, yeah. All right, a couple more. Now we're getting to the really good ones. I uh, I like you. I mean, you, you should see me right now. I have papers all spread out. It's like a, like figuring out a, a, a crime. Like, this is true detective season one right now for me. <laughs> yeah, I told this all story on your pod yesterday about the first time we met. We were <laughs> on uh, at the Super Bowl, of ten, Bucks Raiders, working for Jimmy's show. And we'd only known each other for, I would say, two plus months. And right. we were in Daniel's office watching the Super Bowl. And that was the first time I really fully saw your madness where you had. <laughs> and it's gotten crazier, right? I, yeah. I, I think there were probably like 70 or 80 props back then. Now it's three, 400 if you want to want to shop around. I know. You you sent me this list that I had. I'm holding my hand right now. It's 20 pages of prop bets. We yeah. couldn't have had that many in 2002. Uh, no. Tom Brady, under 26 and a half completions. The argument for this is no over, over the, well, I'm not saying I'm betting it, but the argument for it is the last eight, nine weeks of the season, he was in the low twenties, basically every game, uh, got to the playoffs through a bunch of completions against the chargers. And I think it was like 34, something like that. And then the chiefs game ended up at 30, but that also includes the overtime. So if you're thinking like they're going to try to do this power running game again, it would be hard for Brady to go over 27 unless the running game just isn't working. Um, I'm oh, staying man. away because I, I don't want to have playing with fire. The guy, the guy had almost a thousand yards combined the last two Super Bowls. Went crazy, like you said, in the last two playoff games. You can't bet Brady under anything. Not, anything. I mean, two ninety nine and a half is a is a massive, massive number for uh, passing yards for a Super Bowl. And you're you're out of your mind if you toy with the under. I didn't say I was actually betting it. I just, it jumped out at me. 27 completions seems like a lot for a team. Well, because think of all this. He's been through all the scenarios. They played like crap really against the Eagles and the, uh, and, and the, uh, uh, Falcons. And they went way over. We went way over in both. Maybe not way over with the Eagles, but way over with the Falcons. What was the one before that? Seahawks. He was over. I know, but it's a, it's a different Pats team now though. This is a team that is going to try to run the ball and control the clock and use play action and, Chew up 35 it seconds. It's just the same Brady, though. Mm. It's just weird. It's just weird. It seems He's like Tom Cruise. Bad karma. I was watching Mission Impossible Fallout on the plane back from Sundance, and I was thinking, out, Cruise <laughs> is like in his late 50s now, isn't he? Yeah. He made all the right moves in like 1982 and is still playing Ethan Hunt and looks the same. Hair <laughs> is the same color. I'm sure they color it. Uh, physically looks the same. And it's like he he's just defies time. And that's Tom Brady when you you see him on the uh going away party for flying to Atlanta and he look he looks like he did fifteen years ago. It's nuts. Real quick, I I jotted this down because I know you're gonna have fun with it, but I didn't know what to make the line. Yeah. Who retires first? Brady or Jimmy Kimmel? What's the line? I had Kimmel minus one thirty. Does Brady have anyone in his life like Baby Doll who has a vested interest in just continuing <laughs> to have him do the show for years and years? I guess that trainer. That's right. Yeah, Baby Doll's not buy- done buying houses. <laughs> Jimmy's contract expires a year from now, right? Yeah, yeah. So conceivably, they could retire in the same month. That's what I was thinking. Like, I got to make this kind of the almost deep red dead even. I think Brady retires before Camo, and here's why. ABC has no replacement. That show makes too much money for ABC and it's too risky for them to just roll the franchise over to somebody else. If there mm-hmm. was if there was some person looming that we both were like, oh, well, when Jimmy retires, that guy's definitely going to get the show out or that lady. I would feel that way, mm-hmm. but I, there's maybe just, it's Tom Brady. Oh, maybe it is Tom Brady, but I feel like, well, so you think, so you think Brady goes less, fewer than three years? Yeah, that would take him to 44. That's he'll get another concussion. I mean, knock on wood, I hope he doesn't. But at some point he's gonna have some sort of injury, something that will make his wife scream at him in Brazilian that he's you've got to retire. You're not thinking about your family. <laughs> Do that whole thing. Jimmy <laughs> that's how he's she sounds. I don't know. I ba- hope that's worth sticking around for. Jimmy has baby doll <laughs> who's gonna be like, You can't retire. I just bought another country club membership. <laughs> it's so crazy that they have the same voice, Giselle and Baby. <laughs> Baby's gonna get the ABC president and be like, "Baby, look, yeah, you know, 
what's if if Jimmy comes back, we we're gonna need a lot of money. We're gonna need a lot of money. Yeah. That's gonna be a really big check. So <laughs> I'm thinking of a number. He's working that starts- Mondays and Wednesdays, and that's it. Where do we <laughs> sign? <laughs> repeats 80% of the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I say, I say Brady retires first. Plus Jimmy yeah, can't get injured. Right. What can, how what is he going to get, get a concussion posting a late night uh, show? Like, like Brady look, can't actually you, get hurt. I know, but you would have, you would have thought this would happen to Brady three, four years ago, but nothing. I honestly can't believe it. I can't believe he's 41 and he's doing what he's doing. And I don't want to jinx mm-hmm. him. I'm not going to win again. All right. Here's the first bet I'm doing. I have five point one one million dollars to play with Sal in my in my oh, million wow. dollar net uh, thing nest egg. I mentioned this on your pod yesterday. I've become even more enamored with it. Sony Michelle, who has one catch in the last eight weeks, who every time he's in, you know the Patriots are running the ball and not throwing a screen pass or a wheel route. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl is when you change your tendencies. When you operate under the assumption that the other team thinks this guy's in. Well, that means they won't do this. And then you try to flip it on them. I think they throw one pass to him. And what's great is the over 0.5 total receptions is now plus 110, Sal. Wow. So I am going to put $200,000 on Sony plus 110 that he will get. Kyle, you writing these down? that he will have one catch in this game because right. he's going to go in and the Rams are going to be like, all right, we talked about this at practice when he's in, they don't throw to him and they're going to throw to him. How many does he actually have? How many receptions? He has, he's had less than 12 all season. And hmm. he's in the last eight weeks, he's had one and he has not had one in the playoffs and they don't even, it's weird. Cause when, when they drafted him, it was a whole thing about how he was this three down back potentially. And how you yeah. can throw to him. And he, he was so great at Georgia with the running and the receiving. But they've just, he lost Brady's confidence a little in the first couple of games. And then that was it. So perfect time to get it back. Because yeah. they're going to have trouble running the ball in this game with the, with the Rams D-line. All so. right, I like that. And I'll tell you why I like it. I like it because I like my bet, which is Brady over 25 and a half. And I think now you have to get it at 26 and a half completion. So I think if he has 31, 32, as I'm predicting, Little little Sony can get a half a reception. Can get the, a half of those. The Brady completion over has been one of the safest Super Bowl props we've ever had. Yes. All right. It's pretty good. So that's one. It's pretty good. So you Here's like another the- uh, safe one? Uh, Will Gronk get arrested for public urination in a Waffle House Saturday night? Five to two odds. <laughs> I kind of like that. So it has to be Saturday night. Yeah. Well, the night before the Super Bowl, there's always something weird that happens. Yeah. I'm gonna take that one. We're taking a break to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. You might have heard Aaron Sorkin was on this podcast, Academy Award-winning screenwriter and playwright. He discussed his long career, all the great things he did, including The West Wing, The Newsroom, The Social Network. Well, he has a new play on Broadway. It's an adaptation of Harper Lee's Pulitzer Prize-winning To Kill a Mockingbird, which was recently voted America's best-loved novel of all time. It has also become one of the most popular and toughest tickets to get on Broadway. It set the record as the highest grossing American play in Broadway history. It doesn't feature the Knicks, which is a bonus. It's been selected as a critic's pick by the New York Times, and it's been called one of the greatest plays in history by NPR. Two-time Emmy Award winner Jeff Daniels live on stage. As Atticus Finch Variety said, one of the greatest stage successes of this or any Broadway season is not played to a single empty seat. And while it's sold out for the next several months, tickets would make a fantastic Valentine's Day gift when purchased for available performances this summer or fall. Tickets are available directly through telecharge.com or the show's website, To Kill a Mockingbird, Broadway.com. Check that out. I'm putting $200,000 on this one, too. Uh-huh. Todd Gurley, over 32 and a half yards receiving. Even odds, 200 yeah, to 200. Yeah, you like that. You were talking yeah, about talked that. talked about that yesterday. Here's the explanation for people that, who did not hear it on your pod. The Patriots have had a nightmare time covering running backs coming out of the backfield on screens, delayed screens, wheel routes, all that stuff. 
And for whatever reason, uh, two weeks ago, the Chiefs didn't realize this until the second half. And as soon as they realized this, it was a disaster for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, I'm operating under the premise that Gurley is going to be healthier and way more competent than he was two weeks ago. And in the, in, if you think about that Saints game, they actually did try to go to him early and he was just like a spaz. Like they threw him two yeah. passes. He screwed both of them up. This guy was the best running receiver we had in the league. So right. 32 and a half is nothing. That's Kyle. How many times do we give up a 20 yard screen pass or wheel route to a running back this year? Like 230. I'd say it's more fingers than I have though. At least. At least once a game. Yeah. So he gets one twenty-one yarder. Now it's like one more screen pass for eight, and then another flare pass for five, and I've got to thirty-three. So I'm putting right. two hundred thousand dollars now. Why don't you join me on that one, Sal? Well, here's how I see it. And you're not gonna like this, but he goes he goes the whole game without a reception, except for a minute fifty-eight left in the game. The Rams are up two. Uh oh. At the thirty-five yard line, little swing pass to Gurley breaks a tackle, gets down to the six. And falls down. Nothing but daylight ahead. <laughs> sits on his ass inbounds. To <laughs> That'd let the be clock awful. Run. There you go. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do that to you, but guys are operating a, a, a different uh, skill set here. I we talked about this on your pod yesterday. I think if you got if you think Gurley is going to be back in a big way, there's a lot of value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the value is in the receiving stuff because. CJ Anderson, his over under for receiving yards was like four and a half. You know, he's like yeah. 280 pounds. He's not, they're not going to be flaring him out. They don't have that. I did see a stat with that, uh, or try, some weird thing. Uh, four to one odds, the game is delayed when CJ Anderson gets stuck in the Rams' tunnel coming out in the second <laughs> half. <laughs> Could see it happening. Well, somebody is going to, some running back is going to catch balls out of their backfield, and they only have two running backs. So <laughs> I, I think it has to be Gurley. Um, here's the other one. I mentioned this on the, right, I'll jump on that with you. Why not? I, I think it'll probably take like four receptions to get there, but I'll jump on it. Well, the fear is that he's really hurt and it might just be, if you do that bet, the fear would be that yeah. he's really hurt. But the thing is, if they're just going to try to run the ball, it's not going to work against the Pats. They're going to have mm-hmm. to throw the ball, to the running backs. All right. Here's the third one I'm doing. Johnny Hecker will not throw a pass minus 600. It's expensive. Um, what can I parlay this with something? Uh, I'll look for that. I don't know. I don't know if you can, but yeah, that that's that's a winner. I can't parlay that with anything. That's got to be a winner. I think you can. I'll find the guy. <laughs> no, no. Can I, I'm saying on the podcast. Yeah, right now. Yeah, sure. I don't know. It's just a podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, do it. Or you just want me to pay the minus six hundred. <laughs> I think it's a winner for sure. I don't um what are the odds they first of all, every time they punt, Belichick for two straight weeks telling his guys like watch out for the fake punt. There's no way they're gonna try a fake punt. Well, just numbers wise. So what's the comeback on that? Four hundred the other way? Plus four hundred? Yeah. I didn't even say. Yeah, plus four hundred. So you're saying every one in five games he's gonna do it. He's not gonna do it after he just did it. He's not going to do it against the Patriots. They have to have another another trick play. Yeah. Also, it's, oh, I guess it's will he attempt a pass. I wish it was complete a pass, but will he attempt it? But Either I'm just, just going to say, say this, though. If the Patriots give up a pass to Johnny Hecker on a fourth down, I'm going <laughs> to flip the fuck out because this just happened. <laughs> so I'm betting this. I am putting uh, 600000 to win 100000 on this. All right. You write That's that one down, Cal? 600K. Do you think Belichick, and it's amazing it hasn't come out by now, why Malcolm Butler was, was benched, really. Um, do, you, do you think he doesn't take chances like that anymore? I wonder what, I don't even know what the reason is. We can only speculate, but. Like, does he bench somebody randomly and then spend, put Patriots fans it, in a pit of despair for the entire winter? Wonder what happened? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like who? Who is the guy that just gets randomly sat? It's probably my candidate right. would be Chris Hogan because I didn't think he was very good in that last game. Interesting. All right. Um, Let's set the Hogan under props. Next one. 
James White. This is Kyle's favorite, so I'm doing it for the Neff because he's been a great employee and uh, and a great family member. My kids love him. <laughs> he is one of the best family members you have. He really is. Top, he's in the top, top three. 10 or 15. Yeah, he's oh, top shucks. three. Um, you know, both of us love the if you think a team's going to win, then bet on somebody on that team to also score the touchdown parlayed with the win bet. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorites. So I looked at the Pats and I'm really trying to figure out who is the most logical guy that scores the TD. And I was leaning toward Gronk. And then Kyle reminded me that James White does what he does in Super Bowls. Plus, they're going to have trouble running the ball, mm-hmm. I think, consistently. And they're going to have to use little screen passes and swing passes and stuff. It's a James White kind of game. Plus 250, right. James White scores and the Patriots win. I'm going to put 200 on that, Sal. 200K. All right. I like that. White plus a I TD. I love everything James White. White plus a TD. 200 to win five. Um, There's another bet that I won't mention because I know you're. I know it's leading to the Gary Russell bet, and I don't want to spoil it. All right. But yeah. I'm going to mention it after you do that one. Okay. And then that's it. I'm done. All right. Give us. I have a few here. Yeah. Give us what you got. Um, uh, I have uh, over under 13 and a half million views for the bottle video, Two Girls, One Cooper Cup, <laughs> which is going to be uh, released Saturday night. No, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he should do that. Uh, Sponsored by Chevrolet. <laughs> you have John Ham read the uh, read the Mercedes oh, in the background. <laughs> I oh. love that. All right. Oh yeah, let's take a break. Crown Royal is doing something pretty cool this football season. They launched a responsible drinking campaign called the Water Break. It's all about encouraging people to hydrate between drinks for a better experience, whether at the game, watching at home, or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Don't be. That person that ruins it for everybody. We've all seen that guy who drank too much watching the game. Make the right call. Take a water break. Sal, who made the right call this week? Uh, I hadn't thought about it a lot, but it just hit me. Like Roger Goodell made the right call. Who took a lot of crap for um, not addressing the the worst call, worst non-call of all time. Uh, Roby Coleman's just a physical assault at the end of the game. They didn't call it. Saints could have uh, clocked it, kicked the field goal. That would have been that. And uh, Goodell finally did step up and addressed the Saints and said he apologized and they made the wrong call. He went from locker to locker, did not miss a player, got them all, and he did the right thing. So good job, Roger Goodell, once again. Yeah, I thought thought that was awesome by him. (laughs) They say he's not accountable, but then you hear those stories about just these heartfelt conversations he had with the Saints. And their owners, when he flew to New Orleans, and he just went fan by fan, shaking hands. Right. Yeah, he's Collecting really Collecting beads. It was like Mardi Gras all over again, but, you know, he's <laughs> making amends. I found a good, de- I, I wrote a Goodell must go mailbag. And it was, mm-hmm. it was actually the week before I got, or two weeks before I got suspended, but it was September, <laughs> 2014. And it was honestly like six scandals ago. And that was like when I was like, we've reached the tipping point. This guy has to go. We've had like six terrible things have happened since then. Um, My right call goes to um, nephew Kyle on Saturday night. We were at a party for John Hamm's movie. And and it was awesome. And there were Liam Lollipops. Your friend Daniel was there. The waitresses liked us. They kept bringing us drinks, uh, giving us food, lots of celebrities. And nephew was really having a great time really, really enjoying himself and then was enjoying himself a little too much. <laughs> and around, <laughs> I took a, I put a couple of videos on the Instagram of, uh, of him dancing. Thanks for that. You look around in the background, it's just a bunch of like Hollywood people just having conver- casual conversations. He's like <laughs> <laughs> screaming the lyrics to Drake. Kanye um, West, touch this guy. So then finally, um, it's a free party, nothing there. Kyle somehow spends eighty dollars. We're still not sure how. He's tipping everybody. He's dude. T- tipping everybody. Five dollar bills. Confessed after that, he, he just felt like he wanted to fit in. I'm like, let Daniel and I tip everybody. Like that's why the waitresses yeah, right. keep coming over. They's, Daniel's like throwing twenties at busboys. Uh, so then, Kyle uh, Kyle gives somebody forty dollars to let Bobby in. One of one of the ringer people. And now they're in the VIP and then it's time for Kyle to go and he knows it. 
and he makes the right call. <laughs> he goes back to the place we're staying. So we think we're never going to see him again. We're yeah. out, we're out, we're out for a couple of hours. We have a whole bunch of people, including your friend Rob Stone and mm-hmm. all of his Colgate friends and my friend Camp and I'm friends with a lot of those guys. We all go back to our house. It's now like one o'clock. Um, Jabelle Hill is with us with her fiance. And we're like, I, we have beer at my house. We'll go back. We're all in the kitchen. We're all drinking. The door opens and it's nephew Kyle. He's holding a giant pizza. <laughs> he has just been on the roof in the jacuzzi eating a pizza for an hour and comes down and doesn't realize there's 15 people there and is delighted and then has a second wind and hangs out with everybody all night. You know why? Because he made the right call, Sal. He made the right call. He knew to take himself out of the game, regroup, eat some pizza, get in a jacuzzi, and then come back down and socialize. My great call goes to Nephew Kyle. Kyle. Isn't that great? Thanks. So Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season (laughs) to take a water break and hydrate responsibly, even if you're in a jacuzzi with a pizza. I didn't know Domino's had lamb lollipops as a topping. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's exciting news. Uh, uh, All right. What other props do you have? Uh, I have a few more. How about this? Pats to score. The the big is high, but the Pats to score a fourth quarter touchdown. Um, This has happened in six of the last seven and three in a row. Wow. I liked it. What are the odds? Minus 225. If we're looking for something to parlay. It's a last quarter touchdown. Pass. Yeah, maybe we could do that. So could uh, we do Hecker? We do Hecker minus 600 with Pat's last quarter touchdown? I think I could find a place to get that in, yeah. We'll get, um, what do you think that is as a parlay, though? Minus 600 or minus 225? 600 and 225? Yeah. This is where Sal that is. That's like 150, let me see. 150? Uh, uh, why does that? I should know this by heart. Now. How would you know minus that by 600, heart? Minus <laughs> maniac. 25. 146. I'm sorry. I said 150. I feel terrible. Minus 146. All right. Yeah, so I'm going right, to dump. There. I'm dumping my hecker bet. I'm doing that bet instead. And I'll put okay. uh, two, 292,000 to win 200. Um, okay. No hecker pass can parlayed with Pat's fourth quarter TD. Yeah. There you go. Here's the thing. You might want to add this. Whose age will be closer to the total, Belichick or McVeigh? Belichick, 66, but McVeigh, 33. I didn't understand that uh, bet. You don't understand it? It's too much math. What are you talking about? Why? I don't know. Then the the game ends. I have to add. I have to go backwards. I have to subtract. You just know you have the old coach, so you root for points if you're going over. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if this is going to be a lot of points in this game. One more crossover. Let me say one more crossover. Uh, Zion points rebounds versus points scored in the, he's playing, they're playing St. John's on Sunday versus points scored in the first half of the Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, the points in the first half are plus five and a half. I think I like the points in the first half. Zion, Averages 22 and nine boards. So he's right around 31. I think he'll do that against St. John's, but I could see 14, 14, 17, 14 first half. Well, wait a second. Too much math? No, 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 no. Didn't we both agree that the second half is going to have more scoring than the first half? Yeah. The Pats have one of those defenses that for two and a half quarters, they figured out everything you're going to do. And then as the game goes along, it starts to fall apart. All right. So you're going, you're going Zion. So if I take Zion, what do I get? I get plus five and a half. No, you have to, you're laying five and a half. Cause he averages 31 between points and rebounds. Oh, but he's going to be a national TV for that game. Yeah. The problem is if they win like 90 to 42 or something and he only plays like 20 minutes. Yeah, they will. Yeah. I'm staying away. Too. I like that bet though. Um, all right, let me find, let me see if there's any more Tom Brady over on the rushing yards. What do you think it is? Did you see this already? It's two and a half, isn't it? I saw one and a half. Oh, one and a half. That still seems like a lot. And the That's under old. is uh, minus 150. I really hope he doesn't go over on that one. He averages 2.4 yards per game, one point, 2.2 yards per game, 1.4 carries. How much, what's the over-under for times Tony Romo goes, you gotta love this, Jim! <laughs> they should have a decibel count for him. 
By the way, there's Kurt, also odds on the, if, if they're going to open the roof. How they're talking, they might open the roof. Wouldn't mm. that be a disaster? Isn't that thing going to? That, oh. That's going to delay the game like forty minutes. Yeah, be a malfunction, that. right? By the way, the Ringers, Brian Curtis wrote about uh, the Romo, the whole Romo phenomenon today. Said he's going to easily double his current contract of four million. Oh, his contract. Oh. Four million a year. Okay, because there's expiring. a prop out there, and I, I kind of have. I might have a heads up. I don't want to say anything. Over under seven and a half plays that he calls. Just take the under. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no reason to show off. You made it to the Super Bowl. Is it time for Gary Russell? You ready for it? All right. Hold on. Let That's me get a brief sure. setup for the newer BS listeners and the younger listeners out there. We're actually, this is the 10th anniversary of the Gary Russell prop. Mm-hmm. Right? This is it. Wow. Wasn't it Steelers-Cardinals? Yeah. Right. Wow. 10th anniversary of this year of 30 for 30, my book, and the Gary Russell prop. What a year. I love it. Um, So year, year two of you being on the BS report, and we're doing a Super Bowl thing, and you say you have this huge, you have this huge bet you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm all excited. It's your prop bet of the year. And the bet was Gary Russell won't score a touchdown. That's right. And what were the odds? The odds were like pretty not favorable. It was minus 175 for a guy that no one really had heard of. Right. Gary Russell was like CJ Anderson if CJ Anderson didn't do anything in these last this last month. If right. He, he was, know, kept his job at Walmart. Yeah, he was like a backup halfback, sometimes fullback. Right. First quarter of the game. Gary Russell <laughs> scores a touchdown and we're at Jimmy's old house. And you got the a- ball three times, by the way, inside the tent. <laughs> right. We're at Jimmy's old house. There's a hundred people there. And as soon as it happens, uh, a bunch of people are looking at you and it became, it was like, wow, people are listening to the podcast. This is great. Right. Uh, so you went down in flames on that bat. You didn't even get to enjoy it for like two quarters. And, well, but there's a better story to it at another Super Bowl party. And this is true. We got an email the following Monday or Tuesday, whatever. Um, there was a guy who saw that Gary Russell uh, scores. He laughs. The only other person that laughs is a, a, a girl across the room. They end up getting to talking. They're a fan of our podcast. They're talking. They get together. They're engaged and they get married. Now, this is 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know what kind of odds we have to put on them still being together. I feel like we need to contribute to the divorce uh, slush fund, but um, and now they're divorced. Please and write in if you're still married or if you're not, or we'd love to hear from you. And now they're divorced and in a bitter custody <laughs> battle. Now they're probably this they have to be still fun. married. This podcast brings people together. It's a happy yeah, podcast. Okay. Yeah, all right. I stay. They should email us though at the mailbag at the ringer dot com and tell us if they're still together. Yeah, I'd love to let's know. Let's hear from them or anybody who knows them. Yeah, um, but okay. you want to go this year. This year, I have a winner. Yeah. It's been a while. Now, I've had like Henry Hynowski. I try to pick some like obscure names here and there. Who was the tight end for the Patriots? Um, I don't know if I don't want to say he was Samoan, but who, he ended up uh, it's like the third string tight end like four or five years against Seattle. I don't I remember. remember All right. Sadden. I had him. He, didn't, he, he let me down. I've been let down a lot of times before. Uh, this time I'm winning. Yeah. Because. At four to one odds, and you can get as high as twelve to one odds if you shop this around. Patriots fullback James Devlin will score a touchdown. Wow! Now I could have gone over one and a half yards. That's boring, but he has half as many touchdowns as he has rushing yards. Mm. The pride of Brown. He benches five hundred. He squats six seventy, and he scores this Sunday in the Super Bowl or the Pro Football Championship. I don't know what we're allowed to say. James Devlin, between four and 12 to one odds that he will score a touchdown. So I had this marked because, mm-hmm. first of all, I love it. Good. Um, on the sheet you sent me, it was James Devlin scores and the Patriots win was plus 45 to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that as the, as the bet? Because you think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl? I guess that, that would be safe. I, I don't want to, you know... I just, I just, I just picked it. I focused on it. You know, benches 500, squat 670. No score. <laughs> it's a winner. It's a great it's a winner, Simmons. You know it. That and two girls, one Cooper Cup. <laughs> two winners. I have, I am doing a variation of that. I am betting on James Devlin to score a touchdown and the Pats to win 100K 
45 to 1 odds. Wow. What did you start with? Yeah, 5.1 million. What did you start yeah, with? Yeah, and I'm I'm saving some for uh I'm saving some for my two big bets at 5.11 oh. million to start with. Million dollar picks. Okay. Um and those two bets happen on a podcast tomorrow? No, they're happening right now. I'm going to tell them to you. Oh, all right. I'm excited. I don't have a drum, but I would like I'd, I'd like to hear it. I'm going to bet cuz I might I might as well blow it out, right, Kyle? Yeah. Up, you did I've, great all year. I've, you I've owe been, this to yourself. I've been good, except for one of the playoff rounds. I had some trouble. Um, Pat's minus two and a half. I'm taking that. I can't believe it's not three. I really feel like it's going to get to three. I'm not worried about the nobody believes in us um, potential of this because the the Pats have somehow convinced themselves that nobody believes in them, even though they're favored. I do feel like it is insulting that they're not three and a half point favorites when we don't know if Gurley's healthy. And it makes me mm-hmm. wonder if Gurley was healthy, what would this line be? Um, something's weird with that. And um, I just think, I, I just like this matchup for the Pats. I think ever since Cup went out, it's been harder for the Rams to move the ball. Gurley not being 100%, that whole thing is just kind of strange. They really need like Gurley at 100%. And I, I whether he's 80, 70 or whatever, like I, I just don't think they're going to beat the Pats in a Super Bowl unless he's 100%. And I also think the Pats, they can run the ball, eventually eventually wear down the Rams. I don't. Th- I think they'll mm-hmm. have trouble early, but as it goes along. And uh, they just kind of found an identity over these last few weeks as this old school power running game that can control the clock, has a really smart quarterback. They can protect, they can block like fucking crazy. This is the best, it's the healthiest they've ever been in the playoffs in this whole Brady era. It's unbelievable. Like, is anybody hurt, Kyle? No, even the inactives for last, the Chiefs game was like, this is amazing. It's it's bonkers. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And and Belichick builds these big rosters and he's so concerned with depth. And this uh-huh. is really one of the only times they, they really have a healthy team. Even Gronk is healthy. And uh, I just think, I think that Chiefs game was the game. They easily could have lost. You could make a case the Chiefs have the best team and they screwed that game up. And getting the break with the Saints and then the juju of the all the Saints fans rooting against the Rams. Pats have some people in our corner this time. Now yeah. we we have we have Saints fans. We have the Patriots fans. And that's it. But that's more people in our corner than we've, we've had, had before. We have the fan base of another team in our corner. So that's that's great. Plus all the people from St. Louis rooting for us. Right. So three cities in our corner right now. So, And probably half of L.A. too. <laughs> half of L.A. Um, <laughs> I just think we talk about this all the time. I just think the line should be three and a half. I feel like I'm getting a free point. And if the Rams beat them, so be it. And um, you know, the the other, there's some smaller things like Tlaib has been so good um, shutting down the Pats in the past, but we don't really have a receiver for him to cover this time around. They put him on Gronk before in the Denver playoff game, but if they do that, the Pats are just mm-hmm. going to run at him. And um, I just like some of the matchup stuff. I also think the Rams, like we, Danny Kelly broke this down on Twitter for us with, he wrote down their favorite play with the receivers on the right and how they how they run the same formation with the three wide receivers over and over again, right. and just all these different variations from it. And in my opinion, that Belichick has always done well if it's one of those teams, offensively or defensively, where it's like we're just going to do this one thing, and you're not going to be able to shut it down. Like he always figures out how to shut it down. So yeah. unless unless they're really going to fuck around and bring out some formations we haven't seen. I they if they're just gonna do that, I feel like he's gonna have an advantage. And I think this coaching staff's been really good the last couple of weeks. So um I like well, the matchup. Here here's the disadvantage, if I may jump in. I like him too. <laughs> wow. And I have not had good luck lately. And I feel like I'm chasing against the Rams, but I really did think about it in terms of maybe I could take the Rams here because I think the Rams are better than the Eagles were last year. I think Goff is better than Foles. Maybe he doesn't have the magic attached. I think McVay is better than Peterson. Um, And when they're running the ball, although the Eagles couldn't have done a better job running the ball uh, last year in the Super Bowl. But that said, when was the last time the Patriots played a bad game? Was it two months ago? 
Was it the Titans game? Yeah, there was is that a like six, eight Titans weeks ago game. now. I don't know what that is now. They're I do, just in it, and it just makes sense to take them because they could play like crap, like they did against the Falcons, down twenty-eight-three in this game, and they're right there for the last drive. And all you have to do is have them to win by two and a half. They could play like crap, like they're going against the Eagles, and you're going to have them. You're not going to be out of this game. That's worst case scenario. You're going to be down, and they're going to have the ball on the last drive. I really like the Patriots here. I don't even think it's going to be that close. I think it's going to be 30 to 14 and then like maybe oh, the wow. Rams score. I think it's like really a 30 right. 21 final. God, I hope you're right. I like your team and I'm sorry because I've had a lot of bad luck. I bet the saints big, big money yeah. and I got my computer stolen outside the Elton John concert last night. So you probably convinced me to take any other team than the Patriots. Uh, it'd be a smart move by you. Wait a second. What happened to your computer? I got stolen. I went to Elton John. I parked in one of those dumb $10 lots outside. I had my computer in my in the back seat on the floor, and someone smashed the window and grabbed it. And uh, my wife and I got back to the car, and I was like, oh, this shit still goes on, I guess. Yep. And, that, and that's that. Gone. You know what was the worst part of that story? That you went to an Elton John what? concert. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you Elton John's the only one who didn't steal my computer. God, his voice was gone What's 20 years John? ago. He's a legend. His voice is gone. He has no voice left. His voice no. isn't good anymore. What? No, how does he no, sing no. his songs? He's like, he can't hit any of the notes anymore. No, stop it. He's right there. What are you talking about? He's in his seventies. It doesn't matter. He broke into my car. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> what was on your computer? I hope like stuff Don't wasn't go on there. My windshield. <laughs> Damn it! What a disaster. Oh, you must have been it. so mad. Oh, I was pissed. I was up till three in the morning changing passwords. We were at the police station downtown LA, which isn't pretty. I was so really so pissed. So anyway, I'm on your Patriots. <laughs> yeah, this worries me because you've had a tumultuous 2019. We don't have to go into all <laughs> the details. But... We lost Super Dave. I oh yeah. There's, there's so much bad stuff. Some other things. Yeah, it's, it has yep. been, been kind of a. Here, here's the counter. This was what makes me feel better. Corolla is definitely yeah. going to bet the Rams, right? I think so. Yeah. So I'll that's good. To bet the Rams. So Corolla will there nullify you. There is a prop out there that minus two sixty on it. When we do the po- broadcast Sunday night, you utter the words, "I told you we weren't that good." <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. That's not fair. <laughs> Are we going to hear that? Hey, look, I picked the Eagles last year. If you remember, that's true. I really, I didn't understand the line and I really felt like it wasn't a great matchup for the Patriots. And this time around, I just, I picked the Pats against the Chargers. I picked them last week and I just, I don't think the right, they haven't played the right team. That would be the biggest problem for them. I think Mm -hmm. the Saints would have been a problem. Yeah. Cause that, the whole Kamara thing, I I have no idea what, what would we have done against Kamara? Kyle, Kyle's no just shaking his no head answers. sadly. I, I, I like I that he can he be my fantasy guy, and that's it. I he like would have destroyed you hate us. the running backs to catch passes against him. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, we have nobody on our team who could cover him. I don't know what we would what have do done. What do you mean, Kyle Van Noy? Oh, my God. That would have been <laughs> awful. So now we have 280-pound C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, who's going to be at an exercise bike hopefully half the game. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> so I got, uh, I'm doing uh, $2.5 million on Pat's. Minus two and a half. Wow. 2.5 minus 2.5. It's a two like and a half that. million dollar thing. I left a little if I get destroyed at, in, during the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, a little wrong. nest egg winner for the year. Half bet. What, uh, what is the lock it in, guys? What are they like? Have they announced They're it? They're all or? over the ramps. I think I'm the only one who has the uh, Patriots. What does but they t- read into the line too much. I think they read, read way into instead of just staring at the game. Like They're, they're kind of the same way. Like, wow, this hasn't gone to three. Someone's trying to pull the wool over the public side. Do we really think Tom Brady's going to lose back-to-back Super Bowls to Nick Foles and Jared Goff? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It it doesn't seem likely. God, I can't believe you went to an Elton John concert. What are you talking about? I should have made that my crown royal great call of the week. Oh, my God. Elton John's the greatest. I love Elton John. He's done touring after this. He's been saying that for a hundred years. He's 75. Nah, he's going to get a residency now and he's done, he's done touring. Jesus. Well, I'm going to, 
I'm going to play Elton during the podcast if we go down in flames with the Super Bowl. I'll play Mona Lisa <laughs> and Matt Hatters or something. Do it. Or take take me to the pilot. Take me to the pilot so I can leave the country and escape these gambling debts. Uh, hey, if you have Sal's computer out there, give it back. That's bullshit. Yeah, come on. He's a good guy. It's not funny anymore. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, anything else you got to plug? No, that's it. Lock it in. Uh, it's our 100th show on Friday, if you happen to be around. Wow. And uh, that's uh, 430 to 530 Eastern on uh, FS1. Exciting. Uh, Sal, always a pleasure. I will talk to you on Sunday night, win or lose. Good luck. Let's pull in. One more win. Six wins. You could do this. We got this. Good job by you. Good job by you. All right. So before we go to recap the bets, 200K on Sony Michelle plus 110 that he will have one, just one catch. Uh, another 200K on Todd Gurley over 32 and a half receiving yards. That was a good one. Little parlay. 292K to win 200 on a no Johnny Hecker pass parlayed with a Pat's fourth quarter TD. That was exciting. And then uh, 100K on James Devlin, 45 to one, that he will score a touchdown and the Pats will win. And then we're also doing 200K on James White. Plus 250, he will score a touchdown. The Pats will win. And then finally, 2.5 million on the Patriots. Minus two and a half. Uh, Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. Root for the Pats. Root for greatness. That's that's what you should do. You should root for greatness. You you might never see this again. Guy, a quarterback and a coach winning six Super Bowls together. Kyle, come on. Nephew Kyle, my son and I will be watching. We will do a podcast on Sunday night. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. And that's it. See you on Sunday night.